0: greetings heroes and thank you for answering the summoner's call presented by the gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of fire emblem heroes and the fire emblem franchise i'm your host ryan murphy and joining me as always is my co-host eddie how's it going eddie
1: uh not too bad i'm going a little stir crazy mm-hmm. i don't remember what day's what so it was a little slow in getting game Clip done this week so and yeah. up causing us to delay a day
0: yeah, we are recording a day late, but uh, that extra day bought us a little bit of extra stuff to talk about. Not a not a whole lot, but uh, we do have we have squeezed just a little bit more out of out of Faye. So we have uh, we have uh, we have the mythic here to talk about in just yep. sort of announceable type thing. But uh, yeah, and who I,
1: knows? Maybe with that extended downtime today, we'll have a lot to talk about next week if we record.
0: Yes, exactly. Who knows? I mean, we might uh, we might not record next week. It really is dependent on uh, how how Ashley does. And so my wife's pregnant. Her due date's tomorrow, so we're gonna see how that goes. Every podcast I get in before the baby comes is is a race against time. So uh, we'll see we'll see how things goes. I hope everyone's staying safe, staying you know social distancing, self isolating, um, and just. And also staying, uh, staying healthily, both physically and mentally. I know it's really challenging. You know, we were joking—not joking, but you were talking about losing that sense of time. I feel like we, our bodies are, and our minds, are so used to a schedule, and when you snap out of it, it it can be, it can be weird. So uh, that's where I'm. I'm even,
1: even when you have a weird schedule, it is weird when you're not following it anymore.
0: Exactly. No, for sure. I can. I can 100% see that. And I'm about to enter what is probably, from what I remember. So I will be done work, and then I'll be home with the family and the new baby. And uh, that's when you really lose track of time because it's just, it's just the hours of the day. It doesn't matter what, doesn't matter what day it is, uh, because the baby poops, sleeps, and eats every day of the week. So. Uh, we will certainly see how that goes and keep everybody posted. Um, no,
1: I don't mean to shock you, Ryan, mm. but I believe most people poop, eat, and sleep almost every day. So
0: I mean, it depends on on uh, you know your job and what you're eating. But yeah, I think that is a very solid point. <laughs> uh, poop jokes, everybody. That's where we're at. Um, yeah, they're crappy,
1: but hey, oh. they show up every
0: so often. Well, that's gonna do it for summoners call this week. I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> we topped. We can't top that. It's impossible. Um, let's let's go over the banners, shall we? Uh, just a spoiler alert here. Eddie and I, pff, we didn't do any summoning, but we still want to run through these uh, run through these banners. Um, we got a weekly banner revival, or weekly revival banner three is live right now. Tempest Trials goes until the 30th of March so today uh, oh that's right we're recording a daylight so that one's ending like probably as you're hearing this uh edelgard- it ends tonight <laughs> yeah exactly edelgard and dimitri's battle also ends tonight harmony amid chaos ends on the 31st of march heroes with even wave skills ends on the 3rd of april regal rabbits ends on the 6th Hares at the fair ends on the 8th familiar festivities ends on the 18th and the Spring Festival is going to be running for a bit. Uh, we don't know what date that is. Uh, we we didn't get a chance to look it up before the game went down for maintenance, which is ending in a few hours. So that's...
1: that's Only at 11pm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so those are the banners, uh, as we said at the top. Eddie, you didn't summon. I didn't summon. Um...
1: Well, I did summon. The free summons. And, oh, okay. Uh, nothing of note. <laughs>
0: No, exactly. I don't. I didn't get anything either. Uh, it's one of those things where I've saved up orbs, and I'm gonna save my thoughts for when we talk about the mythic hero. But I was kind of hoping the mythic hero would do it for me. But we'll we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll discuss that in a little bit. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But um, what's going on in the event that we have to look forward to over the next week? Because, ma'am, we need content. <laughs> we need something to do. Uh, and by I mean yes. we, I mean people who don't have kids because <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> yeah. very busy right now
1: <laughs> well we had the death knight uh grand hero battle revival start this morning as well as that spring festival banner we mentioned uh but we have the mythic hero battle in banner starting uh tomorrow uh we'll go over who that is uh down below in a moment the voting gauntlet uh which is another bunny battle ballot um i don't remember exactly what they said it what they called it this time but Another Bunny Voting Gauntlet starting on the first. The Illusory Dungeon Encore starting on the second. As well as the Heroes with Order Skills Banner starting on the third. And a set of Cavalry Master Quests uh, starting on the fifth. So um, I think that brings us close to, if not all the way to the end of the current calendar. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got a couple more things. The new... Heroes starting uh, on the 8th, so after we record next week.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. new heroes. Uh, we might as well just go through it, considering there's not much uh, Forging yeah, Bonds. We,
1: there's not much, and we may or may not be recording next week. So uh, another Bound Hero Battle revival starting when Death Knight goes away with George and Gordon. Uh, those new heroes. Um, with As well as the Spring and April Orb promos and a forging bonds to go with them and a new power summoning banner, uh, for the four heroes that were mentioned in the, uh, update for weapon refinery, which I forgot to jot them down. And since the game's done, I can't verify.
0: Yeah. I, I don't remember what they were, but we'll, we'll certainly touch back on that when we, when we loop back around, uh, next episode. Um, but heading into the news, uh, you know, it's it's a couple of... There's like three stories here, and I and I toyed with the idea of does this story belong in Elk Realm Gate, or does it belong here? And I think where I finally landed was it belongs in the news and topic because it's specifically about Fire Emblem Heroes' crossover uh, in Dragalia Lost, which is returning. So the previous year's crossover is returning on the 19th of April, but they also confirmed that there'll be a new event, a new crossover event, in late April. So during Dragalia Lost's one-and-a-half-year anniversary video, it was announced that the fay crossover event would be returning on April 19th. In addition to the rerun, we will get a second brand-new crossover event later in April. Uh, so this is... Uh, here's the thing. Um, we, we talked about this pre-show, and we, we were both pretty honest about this, in that uh the first event was was neat and a cool way to bring me bring us back uh and i can speak for myself bring me back to Dragalia lost for uh it brought
1: uh, me into Dragalia lost
0: so. it brought you in okay yeah um it, it brought me back in the sense as soon as it launched i played a little bit of it but it didn't quite grab me it's one of those free-to-play games that is very busy and it doesn't shy away from that The second you load it up, there's like 16 currencies, four different events, six different menus to access four different things. Like it's, it's busy. Um,
1: That that was even just last year. I think since then they've added a couple new currencies or at least new things to add because, you know, it used to be like five or six of the rings and now they've added a spiral on top of it, which the... Fate heroes from last year are all getting spirals that give them even more power, and I think they said even higher levels. Which is the thing that always drives me crazy is when your upgrades give you higher levels. So,
0: yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting when you look at all of this, and I I mean, the announcement of a new crossover event is uh, it's interesting. I think it's cool. Um, but is it gonna bring me back? I, I don't know. I think I'll be I'll think I'll be appreciating this one from afar. I always thought the art for the crossover was really cool. I think they, they kind of nailed sort of the merging of Dragalia Lost mm-hmm. and Fire Emblem Heroes. They did a really good job with that. But I don't I mean, I'll be honest, I barely have the time and energy to, to, to devote as much time as I had to Fire Emblem Heroes, so Even, I was looking at my phone, like, Dragalia Loss has taken up, like, six gigabytes. It's massive. Every time I launch it, which is probably, like, once every three or four months, so this is not to my, it's not the game's fault, but every time I launch it, it's like, oh, we're going to download a patch, and it takes forever, you know? They have a lot, it's not like Fire Emblem Heroes, where maybe I'm just, I'm probably just playing it enough where the downloads are very minimal, but this is, like, you know, hundreds of megabytes, which, for some reason, takes forever to load, uh, within this within this app's loader. So, I mean, I could be complaining to the choir, like everybody agrees with me, because this is a Fire Emblem Heroes podcast, and it's hard to juggle two free-to-play games, but I'm excited to see what the heroes look like. I may, like, I have it on my phone, so I may load it up and maybe try a few summons to see if I get some of those Fire Emblem Hero characters, but I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Uh, and no. I'm definitely... Not gonna get right right back into the game. Um, I, I yeah, see this well, as sort for, of a dip and toe yeah. type scenario.
1: Yeah, for me, like the game, the crossover got me into the game for a while, and I played for half a year. I eventually started dying down a bit, and then I tried to do the Mega Man event, and the game just requires too much attention that I can't can't afford to give it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have the desire, I mean, the Mega Man event is what annoyed me to no end with the fact that every event level, you know, was not skippable with the skip tickets they give you daily, and was a map followed by a boss, which took, you know, to me it felt like five to ten minutes per round, and I didn't have the desire or time to mess with that. So it just eventually got to be too much of a hassle. I tried to come back around Christmas and New Year's, and found myself not having a strong enough desire to keep going as they kept. I mean, I think one of the other things that annoyed me the most about the game is that they lie so blatantly in the game all the time by saying, "Hey, we recommend you have this power level. I have twice that, and the boss slaughters me easily." Hmm. That's the power level you said I should have and I'm getting my butt handed to me so clearly you're lying your butt off about that you know and I'm just not even gonna download download it again I deleted it Hmm. after January because it's like this takes up a bunch of space on my tablet which doesn't have a ton of space and it's just not enjoyable to me the amount of work it requires
0: yeah i I think that's a really good way to put it is that it's a all free-to-play games are are a heavy investment so putting another one on your plate uh can be overwhelming so i totally get that uh i'm excited to see what it is we have a a few weeks to wait before we probably see what these characters are um maybe if not maybe a whole month We'll, we'll see but uh, I'm I'm hoping that Dragalia Lost fans are excited about the Farm Heroes characters being added because I really felt like they 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 they, they uh, meshed really well with with the existing characters in the game. So uh, good mm-hmm. stuff, Eddie. Why don't you give us the rundown on the fact that we have our next Fay Pass hero? It has been it's been revealed.
1: Yep, yeah, uh, as happens with each time they re- release a new Resplendent hero, they pretty uh, much announce and reveal the next uh, Resplendent Hero at that time. And we have Azura from Faith scheduled to be the new Resplendent Hero in early April, uh, dressed in the style of Niffle. Uh, To my mind, it seems to be a nice outfit, but fairly minimal, like Ike's outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, You can kind of see the snowflake designs throughout her outfit, uh, but it's just so close of a color palette to what she normally has. It's like not as noticeable as like Sophia, her dark purple was such a felt like such a big change to her original, and like Lynn, her going to the light blue from her green, normal mm-hmm. green, was much more noticeable. And look, I felt much better with her, so
0: yeah. No, I'm looking at this since like when I when you look at her, just standard you know posing art it kind of looks. oh that just looks like a very much looks like azura uh in her current garb but uh i i I, uh yeah and then you know this is something that's probably going to come up every time we talk about a new resplendent hero are does this get ryan to to resubscribe and i mean as much as i like azura no not really like i don't think i'll resub for for this character um i think i don't know what it is i think because it's cosmetic only which is probably why i'm like it's got to be really something special and then and then the two other heroes in in the rotation just you know get on the bus for free um so i don't know like i think it she looks cool she looks great uh, I really dig the niffle sort of uh look and feel. So I think the you know, the blues and the whites and the uh the sort of the emblems that are sort of placed all over looks great. So if you're an Azura fan, you're probably looking like, Oh man, this is awesome. Um so I'm really excited for those folks, but I just uh it's still not enough and I don't know what will be enough, but uh, but her special her uh, special I'd, I'd like attacker is really Discord? cool. Oh,
1: yeah. I'd love to hear in Discord if there is a Missouri fan, what they think about it. I mean, I'm mild fan, and to me, her and Ike were just both kind of meh, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just, it just looks so much like their original outfit. It's like, did they even bother changing anything?
0: Well, I just wonder, are they holding back with these because it is this paid thing, and it got a lot of, like, I mean, obviously these characters were designed before the Fae Pass was announced because they had that lead time, but I uh, and I mean maybe even close, who knows? But I I look at this and I think, are they playing it safe when they could be really going all out? Considering this is an optional, you you could for its optional look and feel in the sense that you 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 could still get the stats for this year one hero without it looking like that. So mm-hmm. I I mean. I just I want to see more. I just want to see more. I just want to see the flourish. Like you said, the Lynn change, the Cordelia change, they were big, yeah. drastic changes. I think even Sophia, I mean, Cord- even though Cordelia I didn't see
1: was but... Cordelia was going to be an easy one because she was one of the ones that had the long, malign kind of weird design in her outfit, in her original base art. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a style that... Someone went with, and it just looked really weird to me and a lot of people. I mean, watching someone's review of the Faith channel when that was announced, they were like, the fact that it was a new, good-looking Cordelia, he was sold on buying at least one month so he could get Cordelia. You know? So that one was kind of easy easy pickings. Uh, They haven't done Ike, or not Ike, Ellawood or some of the other weirder ones yet but yeah i mean i feel they should be going a lot more out more crazy with these designs playing it safe feels like a foolish choice to me because you know like i said i can azura for me they're cool but they're just meh you know if i wasn't the crazy person who wants to make sure he gets all of these special outfits I would probably be the one who doesn't bother purchasing for him. I might have waited till you know might have skipped Ike and waited till halfway through um Sophia to buy another round before I worried about it again mm-hmm. Cause i I felt personally Sophia's update was worth getting her updated outfit,
0: yeah, no, she looked good yeah. i I feel like maybe if I was so i I look at Sophia's resplendent uh hero version, I think. If if I had subbed for another hero and I got this one, I'd be like, oh, this is a great bonus. If I knew more and liked or knew more about Sophia or liked her from the game I played, then I would probably have because I think it was a solid upgrade. And I agree with Opera and the Discord. Purple, like just fantastic display of the color mm-hmm. purple there. Uh, I highly, highly agree. Um, but uh, yeah, it just seems weird that we're we're getting these... These, uh, I don't want to say duds, but kind of...
1: They're popular characters, and maybe they're hoping that those that'll be what drags them through. But for me, it's kind of like the popular characters get a little more creative with their design. I mean, Lynn is the perfect example. Yeah. Because I thought Lynn's special outfit looked very nice, looked very well with her, and was a clear change from her original outfit.
0: I agree. Like...
1: I, i'm not even sure they actually change anything other than put um you know um new spell emblems on his shoulder pads and that's about it i think or at least mm-hmm. that's what it feels like i think it's a little more than that but that's what it feels like
0: i can i, can, I can feel you on that for sure um hopefully we'll see some uh you know hopefully we'll see uh some, some more consistency but uh as for right now yeah it is looking a bit hit and miss especially for a paid subscription um we'll we'll keep an eye on it and we'll certainly report our thoughts and feelings uh speaking of thoughts and feelings we did delay a week or a week a day and we got our new mythic to talk about now this is just the announcement the character isn't in the game just yet so we'll talk about the skills and stuff in more detail next episode but uh our new mythic is bramamond the enigma uh hailing from the blazing blade we have one of the eight legendary heroes of alib bramamond was born male but he delved so deep in perfecting dark magic to fight in the scouring he has lost almost all gender and identity instead reflecting aspects of who he is talking to and is the first colorless mage in fey so i i literally waited I, i stayed up till 11 last night so i watched the walking dead quite late. Mm-hmm. I went to bed at 11 and I literally went to bed at like five to 11. I thought, no, I have to at least refresh Twitter and see what character gets added. Cause that's the, you know, one of the core concepts of, of delaying the show a day is so we'd have a little extra to talk about. And I saw this announcement. and I was like, I don't know who the hell that is. I'm going to bed. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. just kind of like, I don't remember this character. And this is, this is just a gut reaction of tired Ryan who had just finished watching, uh, the walking dead and going straight to bed. Uh, but
1: uh yes I, I also did not know who the character was so I looked it up to get that info that I put in there
0: yeah no and once I learned a little bit more about it I found oh this is a character from a game that I played and really loved and said that I it's one of my favorite ber- or games in the franchise so I felt a little bad there and I mean I, I had um I had some sort of uh memories flood back in once I read the descriptions but at the end of the day, like, I don't know, like, uh, I, this, um, I don't, I, I'm, gl- again, I'm glad they added this character to the game. I think we're going to get more of these sort of, you know, one of the eight legendary characters. They have to certainly go into that well eventually. Uh, but I don't know, like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to summon on this, this banner. Uh, I don't know who else is in the banner. I never really, uh, I didn't get that far in the video. <laughs> I just saw who it was and I'm like, oh, okay.
1: Um, yeah, there's a handful of others. Um, no uh, special heroes, again, which seems to be the common theme. Mm-hmm. Um, Altina's back, a uh, handful of others. It's, you know, the usual 12 heroes, like usual. Um, and Bramimond is quite interesting, because he's got four voices.
0: Mm-hmm. And I was it's, seeing you know, the four Portuguese
1: voices. He four voice actors.
0: Yeah, he's got four voice actors, which is really interesting. And kind of a, the way they've done this is uh, all the voice actors are the voice actors for from the 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 Blazing Blade games. Uh, so you've got you've got Lynn, you've got Hector, and you've got Wood. Uh, and then the fourth one is supposed to represent um, Alphonse, I guess is what people were saying. Oh, okay. And uh, you know it's it's certainly interesting and our first colorless mage unit. So I, our colorless tome unit. I think that's really cool. Uh, it's, it's exciting that, that we finally have this. And I, I think we were spot on in our prediction that like, of course this was the opportunity to do it since they announced there would be one. Um, mm-hmm. I was still kind of thinking we'd go, I don't know if this guy, a, a light user. I thought he was a, they made it My pretty clear. He, a dark user. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, so I don't know. Um, I think it's,
1: Tome is called Void or something, or some.
0: Yeah, Void Tome. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. I, he'll,
1: I... I mean, they could be just deciding to shift all, you know, um, dark and light magic users from now on to the colorless Tome. I mean, yeah. Mean fire, water, wind, or whatever for the mm-hmm. other three.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we'll have that character. I mean, I don't know if there's much more to say. Uh, do you have anything else for uh, Br- Br- Bram- Bramamond?
1: Uh, not right now. I mean, well, he'll be in the game by next week. Um, I'll probably summon on him. Because, you know me, I like to get especially all these kind of special limited access heroes. Try to at least give a try for them.
0: It is tempting. So. I do have a lot of orbs saved up, so it's tempting. I just don't know if uh, don't know if it's going to make me Maybe run for it especially i don't know We'll we'll see we'll definitely talk about it next week and go into more detail on the next episode but uh that's gonna do it for fire emblem heroes let's jump into the outround gate because we've got some more game club that's right we are continuing our weekly uh sort of uh rundown of uh fire emblem some or summoners call fire emblem sacred stones and and we are doing chapter 10, and if you don't remember from last week, uh, we are we have split the roots. So we've hit a chapter, the chapter in which we have to split our roots, and I'm doing Ephraim, and Eddie is doing Erica. So we'll start with Ephraim, chapter 10. A former Lance instructor to Ephraim, Grado's general Dussel, often came to Rene as an emissary of his empire, which was Grado, which I already said. Despite their stations, the two men share similar dispositions and a warm relationship. Why has Grado started this war? What is the miasma of evil emanating from the country? Ephraim believes that Dussel can answer those questions. It is this belief that propels Ephraim forward into Grado territory. As we arrive, it is revealed that Selina has been ordered to kill Dussel, which Cormag is not too happy about. Selina is pulled away from the battle by Valther... Uh, with a constant stream of reinforcements coming in to take both Ephraim and Dussel out, you must hold out for ten turns and make sure Dussel makes it out alive. So that's the rundown of the chapter. And and here's the thing: uh, this chapter was difficult. <laughs> it was uh, there was a lot going on. There was a lot of fronts as as sort of enemies were pouring in. Um, it was very clear. It was, it was somewhat clear to me that I could win the map by just surviving 10 turns and making sure Dusel stays alive. And really, at the difficulty I was playing, Dusel has uh, four or three other knights with him, and the, the three other knights do a good job at, at killing what comes at them, but Dusel is also like a, a, a very strong, I think, uh, I don't know if it's a paladin... Definitely like a great knight with an axe. He has a silver axe and he's just tears everybody you know, apart. I so I think he's a general, but I could be wrong. Is he mounted? He is mounted, yes.
1: Then yeah, he would be a great knight, I guess.
0: Okay, yeah. So a great knight and he he would just tear everyone apart. So I guess in this map, depending on whether what items you want, you kinda have to progress, you know, further along. And but if you take too long, there's just i and this is how i died on my first try uh if you take too long there's just this pile of reinforcements that that come uh, at the northern part of the map which just so happens to be where you start so if you don't progress too far west you are suddenly going to be sandwiched between the characters or the enemies you're trying to take to the west as well as the north there was like five cavaliers and and a troubadour a healing mounted unit just out of nowhere uh, around turn six so and then that isn't combined with the fact that cormag which is a flying unit uh, who you can recruit by the way is coming up up from the south with his two uh, wyvern units so there's a lot of fronts to sort of balance but um i did eventually sort of get it without much so, trouble
1: yeah there's cavaliers at the end were they ambush reinforcements or just normal reinforcements reinforce- that you weren't expecting
0: uh they well i mean they were they were normal uh so here's the thing they were normal reinforcements but i didn't know they were going to pop up so it was definitely an ambush but it wasn't like triggered by me passing sort of a mark so, on the map
1: so the term ambush reinforcements from what i understand usually refers to reinforcements that appear in attack on the same turn so you have no chance to react to their appearance
0: oh is that in this game I don't know, because it's there not. Some they didn't. Have it, that. Okay. They just. They were. Hmm. Did I they I,
1: attack the turn they appeared, or did they appear at the end of a, the enemy's turn and attack the next round?
0: I I think they attacked the next turn. I think I would have been more frustrated. So if they were
1: normal reinforcements. They just you know were not expected.
0: No, and there was a lot of reinforcements. So the the southern part of the map is constantly being reinforced with mercenaries, um, sword users. So. There was a lot to sort of use, but then once I I kind of realized that, like, okay, I can take my time as long as I don't get sandwiched between units, and I obviously want to recruit Cormag, which I did by having two flying units, um, Vanessa and Tana, Tana had to talk to Cormag to bring them over to your side. So you could bring your two flying units over, sort of deal with the other two Wyverns while talking to Cormag, then have him help deal with the other two Wyverns as well. So that was fairly simple. And I don't know if you had to talk to Do so with Ephraim to get him to come to your side no matter what, but I did play it safe and get down there within the ten turns and talk to him, which brought him to your side. I I don't know if if he would have joined your side regardless if you had if he had just survived because you kept him alive. But uh Okay. Yeah, it was uh it was a bit of a scramble. I didn't end up beating the boss at the end, so I missed out I think on one item, or maybe a couple, depending on what was over there, but Definitely didn't finish the boss off in the 10 turns. He re- he retreats. He basically uses a line like, oh, we have to retreat. And someone says, if you retreat, they'll kill you. Like, Grado will kill you. And it's like, I'm dead anyways. These people are going to take us out, or Grado's going to take us out. I'll take my chances. And uh, the map sort of ends abruptly there. Uh, okay. But uh, Dusil does join your side. And um, yeah, I... The I tried out a bit of the skirmishes, and the training tower. It's wild. I didn't know the skirmishes that type of like. Op- so you have the op- you have the map sort of where you're you're sort of progressing, and then you mm-hmm. have these skirmishes. And I honestly, until Shadows of Valencia, didn't realize that this was in another game. So it's kind of odd to see these things in sacred stones because i don't remember them and i think we talked a little bit about this i don't really remember them in any other fire emblem game you had mentioned they were in awakening or why yep. not
1: they were in awakening they were in um the, they were sort of in fates depending on which route you were playing mm-hmm. uh because fates didn't have the map per se uh but you could have random extra battles and you could uh Pay or do certain things to cause battles to appear in Awakening, and I think even in um, Fates. So they had things where you could work on leveling up your characters extra dirt in between. Okay, but yeah,
0: it's and you know the towers, the tower is interesting because it's uh it's like it reminds me of Mortal Kombat. Stay with me for a second here it's essentially it's a tower and and you bring in your characters that you want and you move up the tower as you defeat these maps and you kind of can call it when you're ready to to exit out so it's like the tower the combat tower uh and i i thought oh this would be a good opportunity to you know level up some characters so i did one skirmish i was like oh man i really should finish the map so i closed out thinking if i get out of the tower i'll just come back and i'll start right up at two again it's like nope sure enough doesn't work that way. It have to. It's consecutive. So, we'll see. We'll see if I go back to it. But these chapters are taking so long to do that. I don't know. But I, from what I understand, I'm going to need it with Ephraim's side of things. So,
1: I mean, uh, judging by your map, it definitely sounds like you're going to need it.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was a tough map, and I think I only sort of. I think if I had had if I had trained my characters a little more with the skirmishes and and the. In the um, the tower i probably would have been able to get through and beat the boss to get that last item in my mind i didn't properly finish this map i i completed the qualifications to finish it but i did not succeed in what i would normally consider uh a, a completion i'm glad the game gave it to me that's nice because i did not want to do that again it was mm-hmm. a tough map but very rewarding by by the end of it, it i feel like with with this Ephraim route, I'm gonna feel more like a tactician by the end of it, even if I'm stubbing my toes along the way. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, chapter ten. It, it, you know, at the end, Dusel joins your side, essentially saying, like, well, I'm screwed either way, I can't necessarily go back, I've been labeled a traitor, so all in. So traitor. Was there in. an
1: explanation of why you do Dusel was labeled a traitor and being hunted?
0: Uh, you know, here's the thing about evil people in Fire Emblem. The second you question them they label you a traitor (laughs) uh it's kind of wild so there was this story moment where Dussel so uh, the emperor is saying to Dussel like I need you to do this thing and Dussel's like well what about you know we've been talking about the the people of Rene like why are we leaving them to these these uh these pillagers to come in and, and and these pirates and these bandits to come in and take over this continent and the generals or the emperor saying, like, well, that's not what we have to worry about. Our goal is here is to do this XYZ and which is, you know, destroy the sacred stones. And Dussel's like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, surely you can reconsider. We shouldn't be leaving people in, in this sort of state. So essentially by, you know, wavering a little bit on, on the emperor's word, uh, he's been labeled a traitor and he's um, the emperor sends Dussel off but then asks Selena to basically say like hey I want you to take an army and go assassinate Dusel while he's off doing this mission um which is odd because Selina does go there and confronts Dussel and says you're a traitor and I'm here to kill you and Dusel's like oh my god what uh and then the battle starts but then the first turn Volter shows up and says to Selena's like hey you got to leave uh the emperor said so and then Selena's like what that doesn't make any sense. I just got here, so there's something going on there, because then Walter leaves oh, I think as well. That's just yeah, he must be. I, I get the sense that he wasn't actually told to do that. He's just sowing chaos. Walter's like the weird S- one,
1: sowing chaos and probably trying to get uh, Selena on the hit list.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get the sense that from even the beginning of the game, as we we experience these these quote unquote evil Grado heroes or characters, there's like. Part of the Grado or heroes or villain or people, the bosses that are that are just they just happen to be on you know of Grado descent and they're there because they they work for the Emperor or whatever, but they're not evil, you know. And then there's the other side of it where there are characters on the Emperor's side that are clearly that's an evil Fire Emblem character or an unhinged Fire Emblem. You could tell based on the way they look and talk, right?
1: Well. Yeah, essentially the way I understand it is that before the events of the game, Grado and his in their king was a nice, peaceful king, you know, a good man, friends with Renee and all that. And these the three generals, uh, Dussel, Selina, and Glen, were the generals of Grado at that time. While Grado was a good country, uh, whether it is. Um, Leon messed with something and unleashed the evil that the sacred stones are protecting against or the emperor himself unleashed it. We'll in theory eventually find out exactly what happened there. Um, it changed the emperor and that's why he's hired these three new evil generals. And the other three generals are loyal to Grado and starting to question his change of tactics and orders but you know they're loyal to their country so they're kind of the um oh what was it uh zeke from Valencia, uh camu from the first one they're loyal to their thing even if they don't agree with the choices <clears throat> you know so yeah. that's my understanding of what's going on there and what's with these three new evil generals. Because um, in my chapter, it starts uh, with Ingrado Keep as Glenn is sent to hunt Erica down for callously, quote-unquote, murdering innocent Carcino citizens. Never mind that she was just defending herself from mercenaries that ambushed her. Um, and he expresses his misgivings to Cormag after leaving the Emperor's chambers, not in front of the Emperor, Uh, where Valter shows up and you find out that Valter had been kicked out of the Grado army for abusing citizens.
0: (laughs) So that, uh, that sounds like the Valter I've learned to hate. Uh,
1: yep. So yeah, you get a bit more backstory on what Valter's past is there in Erica's route. So, uh you know, uh, and I'll go ahead and go on the rest of my chapter. Um, after that, you uh, go up to Carcino to save Innes uh, and find him trapped in a small fortress, running out of weapons with Garrick and Tethys in there with him. Uh, he tries to fire them. Uh, he had hired them as mercenaries. He tries to fire them and chase them away. Uh, and they uh, refuse to leave and decide to stay with Innes uh, and him acting the martyr. Uh, as they're under attack by Pablo... Uh, the carcino lord who sent the mercenaries after eric in the previous chapter uh he was actually in the area trying to hunt down another lord of carcino uh klimt k-l-i-m-t uh to kill him and stop his opposition to his plans um and uh spotting ennis there he just took the opportunity to kill two birds with one stone kind of thing um, at the end of the chapter, upon success, Walter pops up at the south end of the map, uh, sees you there, sees you having fought through, and instead of attacking, decides to leave for now, let you go for now, uh, which is where we then actually meet up with Klimt uh, and tells you that uh, not all of Carcino agrees with Pablo and those who want to uh, kowtow to Grado uh, and Pablo has been assassinating those who oppose him and his desire to join with Grado, his faction. Uh, he advises you to return to Frelia, um, but despite that, both Innis and Ennis and Erica are determined to finish their tasks. Uh, and Ewan shows up after convincing Tethys to let him help with a route through Carpellen, uh which will go through the mountains of Crescino to get you to jehenna quicker and hopefully with less attacks from pablo
0: Mm -hmm. pablo uh should i know that name like have we is this the first he's popped up
1: he i didn't might not have mentioned his actual name last week but he popped up in last week's chapter chapter nine with erica Mm -hmm. i don't think he popped up before that he's one of the council of merchant lords of. Carcino and him and his faction are uh, set to give in to Grado, let Grado take over the country, you know, mm-hmm. more or less, or let Grado's army have free reign in the country to, you know, bow to Grado. Whereas Klimt and a handful of other lords of the faction where they want to keep their alliance with Frelia and not, you know, they feel that, if you just give in to Grado, you're just going to become a vassal state of Grado. You know? Uh, so, and he's been... He has a mercenary army that he's been assassinating the various lords with who are opposed to him. So I think he's exclusive to um, Erika's hmm.
0: Yeah, because I, I don't... You
1: eventually bump into and deal with him. But
0: Yeah, maybe. It, it's interesting, like, I wonder... I wonder as we, so the way branching story paths usually work in video games, it's like a diamond, right? So where we're at right now is our diverging paths are heading separate from each other. But eventually, our stories should come back to to the same point so that we have a very similar story, right? When we we join back up.
1: I mean, like, it might be different how we get there, but I think after we after chapter 18 or 19, or maybe that's the end, so it might be only 16 or 17, um, everything goes back to one route. I think we have a limited number of routes, chapters that are separate, and then we merge back into one route.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. And I I think, I'm pretty sure that we, we get the same recruits, just in different orders. So like the fact that I've recruited Cormag, you should get him, at some point before we merge back together i would assume
1: i just looked at the list of chapters and it looks like after chapter 15 we merge back together
0: Mm -hmm. so we got like another month or so of of sort of being apart we're social distancing our chapters um god it's a terrible joke isn't it uh it's not a terrible joke it's just it's it's uh not very interesting yeah. uh but, so you've uh so how many characters did you end up recruiting in in this one uh
1: yeah you actually get um four characters in this chapter um i didn't have time to do any of the side stuff the tower or the skirmishes um but um in this uh you there's Tenna and garrick who are green units at the start of the map um and down in the very bottom uh marissa is with the Grado forces. Uh, so I sent Tana down, spoke with Innis, and recruited him. Uh, then I used Innis to turn around and speak with Garrick, and recruited him. And then used Garrick to recruit Tethys. Uh, so recruited those three, and then shortly after that, and after I defeated the uh, guys that were attacking the south fortress, little fortress area where they were hiding, um, I went and uh, Marissa was. Like I said, down at the very bottom with a group of Grado soldiers, and I uh, they started moving up, and so I um, was able to uh, keep an eye on her range and uh, fight through the enemies to get to her and recruit her with Garrick. So she joined up. Uh, she they chat, and like Garrick's like, you know, the guild's usually better about this than putting us on opposing sides, uh, but I can't ask you to you know, ruin your reputation and turn on your enemies. And she's like, what do you, you want me to do? Well, I want you to join me. Done, she <laughs> says. So it's like... Nailed it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so...
0: Hey, whatever works, right? Whatever Abby's works.
1: he's like, you're aware of what that'll do to your reputation? Yeah, don't care. <laughs>
0: kind of yeah. thing. I response. find sometimes when characters join your... I don't think I had it so much this week, but it was uh, last week. It was... Just talking to... It was Amelia, I think, talking to her. It's like, you should join... She's 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 on the other side. It's, oh, you're Ephraim, the beast. And Ephraim's like, I, yeah, I mean... I, I mean, I, I'm i Ephraim, but like, uh, you're the one working for the weird people that are killing everyone. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. I should join your side. Okay, let's work together. And it's like, okay. It, I mean, yeah. Fire Emblem's never really had... Unless there's sort of a... Especially in these earlier games, I find there isn't much to recruiting. It's just... A casual conversation but i i find as the games progressed especially with three houses uh, maybe not with three houses because that was just literally was like say, three houses uh, join my class classes. type stuff
1: logical and
0: <laughs> okay I well mean, the
1: the old system has some merit to it because sometimes it's sometimes it leads to weird situations like i don't know the exact conversation with amelia and ephraim but like Erica, she comes up to her and you know like well I was told that you were a vicious monster but now that I've met you I know you're not so let me join you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I can't see you being the vicious monster they make you out to be so let me join you.
0: Basically. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. And I mean, she was kind of surrounded so she didn't really have a yeah. chance anyways. Um but, uh, I forgot to mention Shell and her crew showed up at the very end of this chapter, and I'm thinking, okay. when am I going to be able to recruit these folks? I'm I'm assuming eventually. They, It's odd that they keep popping up. It's like, you guys, you guys going to shit or get off the pot here? Like, join my team or stop stepping on my toes. Let's go. Uh, yeah, they, they popped up for you last Larry, week, so. didn't they?
1: Yep, they popped up for me last week, but didn't join me then. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Woe is us, eh? We just want the cool new. Uh, I just remember yeah. her Frankenstein, uh, Doctor Frankenstein's outfit for Halloween. That's all I can think about.
1: Yeah. Um, as for other characters, um, Franz had reached uh, level ten, so I used a shield. I uh, used a level up item on him. I said I wasn't going to try and max out their skills unless I had to, uh, but use a level up item on him and made him into a great knight. Um, Loot, I gave her a guiding ring at the start of the map because she was like level 8 and high level there, or maybe she was early 9. And by the end of the map, I had leveled her up into a sage. And um, the end boss had another guiding ring, which I gave to Mulder, who just hit level 10 at the start of the, or near the end of the map. And I made him a bishop. So, got a couple leveled up characters now.
0: Nice. That's good. Yeah, well, um I'm really enjoying Summoner's Call. It's uh man, I keep Sacred doing Stones. that. Sacred Stones. I'm i I'm also really enjoying Summoner's Call, as evidenced by the fact mm-hmm. that we've done ninety eight episodes now. Uh but mm-hmm. uh Sacred Stones, I'm still really much enjoying. Um, I think uh, I think, obviously, I think the birth of my third child is going to allow us to ha- take a bit of a break from the show, so I'll do some training and and skirmishes and diaper changes and burping and all that, but uh, I think I'm going to need to boost my characters a little more before I jump straight into Chapter 11, so I think a bit yes, of a break um, will be I helpful. I think
1: it's safe to say that we're going to do a minimum of two weeks before we discuss Chapter 11, because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, unless the news this week is you know, unless the update is nothing, I'm expecting a lot of news next week. I could be completely wrong in that. And so even if we do record next week, uh, if, you know, your child decides to wait that much longer and we record next week, then I'm expecting a lot of actual news from whatever this update that we're taking a six-plus-hour break for, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. No, uh, we'll definitely keep people in the loop um, as we record next, and I'll certainly update folks in the Discord as well. We do hope you're enjoying our time with Sacred Stones and the fact that we're playing both routes. I'm really enjoying to hear both sides of of the story, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they bring it back together, if we're going to be talking separate stories uh, in Chapter 16 onward, but... We'll see how that goes when we when we cross that bridge, uh, Eddie. That's going to do it for this episode. Any uh, any other notes or or uh, or info to pass along for our fine listeners before I close up shop?
1: Um, not really. Uh, my my big worry is that level fifth, chapter fifteen is going to be a giant jump up in difficulty for me, or maybe it'll be a giant drop down in difficulty for you.
0: Hmm, that's a good point. Yeah. I Hadn't even thought Unless,
1: about that. I mean, if the chapters are the exact same. Uh, my chapter this week was clearly a lot easier than yours. Um, you know, I had a couple of ballista, but was able to successfully uh, keep them out. Franz, my new great knight, did a lot of heavy lifting there and smacked out a lot of a lot of guys. You
0: know,
1: uh-huh.
0: so yeah. But well, we'll mine, see. Mine how was it goes. a
1: lot easier than yours.
0: Yeah, about
1: not... the time limit and all that.
0: mm Hmm we'll see what chapter 11 is like. I remember I so our the guide, not the guide, but the the sort of chapter rundown we have linked in the show notes did state chapter 10 was like unreasonably hard in in terms of its its ramp up. So maybe it's sort of just a gut check for you to be like, okay, get ready because you've you've chosen the Ephraim route. Uh we well, I mean we'll see how it goes. I'm definitely going to need to get some training in. I felt it. That you know, some of my units were were not powerful enough to to just take on foes the way I'm used to. So I'll take some time to sort of boost up. But you're right, with some downtime coming up for Fire Emblem Heroes, it looks like that's that we should be getting some some significant stuff to talk about by the time the next episode uh, comes around. But uh, certainly, tune into our Discord. You can visit us on the web, gamersinpodcast.com. dot slash fay. Uh, email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. As I said, check out the Fire Emblem oh. Discord. Uh, sorry, check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers In Discord at bit.li slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, Eddie at Fear, and don't forget to follow at the thegamersin for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning.